I am James Kotecki, and you are listening to Kotecki on Tech. You know, people always ask me, like, are you is Soylent trying to replace food? And the answer is a, a resounding no. We're really trying to replace all those times you need food as fuel. If you're wondering who even needs to assure people that they are not trying to replace food, allow me to introduce you to Soylent, a plant-based liquid meal in a sleek white bottle. Every serving contains 400 calories and 20% of recommended daily vitamins and minerals. Why? Because to quote the Soylent website, food is much easier when it's drink. The company encourages you to quote, twist, lift, and eating is solved. Now, as an experienced Soylent drinker myself, who has endured the gentle mockery of friends and family, I imagine that some of you are asking, hasn't eating been solved for like thousands of years? Well, CEO Brian Crawley tells me the company is focused on filling what they call the food voids in your life. Like when you're so busy at work that you either skip lunch or grab a candy bar from the vending machine. So, yeah, while you're scarfing down a Twix, I'm consuming a futuristic food void solution. Now who's crazy? I am giving my guest a hard time, but I think he can take it. After all, the brand name itself invites a joke based on the 1973 dystopian sci-fi classic film Soylent Green, in which Charlton Heston's character dramatically reveals the true nature of the titular food. They're making our food out of people. Next thing, they'll be breeding us like cattle for food. In real life, Soylent is made from GMOs, which may be almost as controversial. CEO Brian Crowley is happy to talk about that, but first, I had to ask him about that infamous brand name. Listen to me, Hatcher. You gotta tell him, Soylent Green is people! When I have had Soylent around, I'm 30... Too. So people who are a little bit older than me will be like, Soylent, Soylent Green, Soylent Green is made of people. Like, they'll always get on my case about that. <laughs> so do you have a, an issue with that in the marketplace as far as your brand? Uh, the name was actually based off Harry Harrison's book, Make Room, Make Room, which was this sci-fi dystopian uh, story about, you know, overpopulation, which, you know, is core to the mission and vision of Soylent and why it was founded. So We've got 9.7 billion people uh, by 2050, and we don't currently have a way to feed all of them. So, and that's at the core of our vision, and certainly was at the core of the of the book. Uh, the book was then commissioned and and made into a movie, and obviously, Soylent's People was um, it w- is is kind of a, a cult uh, a cult classic. So. It doesn't hurt the brand at all, um, and and we treat our consumers as as the intelligent beings that they are. There, there's nobody that actually, you know, that actually thinks that, and it and it makes for a, uh, some funny uh, conversations in, in social media. That's for sure. I know that Soylent has competitors in this space, but I mean, even long before Soylent or anything like that came on the market, you know, my, my grandmother used to do meal replacement shakes at lunch. Like meal replacement drinks aren't necessarily new. What was new about Soylent when it first came onto the market? I, th- I think a couple of I, I think a couple of things. Um, I think first, you know, there's never really been anything that was 
that was designed optimally and engineered from the ground up to be complete. So yes, there's meal replacement out there that have the kind of the macros, what would be the the protein, carbohydrates, fat, uh, fiber, but the work that we've done and and the innovation, if you will, and and really providing exactly 20% of all of your vitamins and minerals that are essential to the diet is is was one of the things that was that was really unique. The original powder was really based on uh, was really designed so that you could actually live off of it, and that's how the you know that the, the the consumer base and and those loyal core loyalists at the beginning are really what built the brand because they truly did live off of it, including our founder Rob Reinhardt, who lived off it for for thirty days, and and then the story kind of went viral from there. So you know I think that's what's what's unique. You know if you're on a two thousand calorie a day diet, you know you get twenty percent of your calories and twenty percent of every you know, micronutrient that your body needs. Certainly the perception, at least that I have, is that the core consumer is some kind of like uh, technical person who's like programming all day. I know that you guys are, uh, have made some inroads into like the gaming market where people just want to like play video games so intensely all day that they can't take a break. Uh, so who's, who's the typical uh, consumer for this? The, the really core consumer base um, actually included co- quite a bit of, you know, e- even from a you know, from our start in Silicon Valley, um, you know, those that were really looking at new ways to consume food altogether, obviously, because some of these people um, um, actually, you know, really got into Soylent and, and lived off it. In fact, we have a uh, still a good portion of our core consumers that are using Soylent for about 70% of their of their calories. So the gaming community has been uh, uh, has been a strong one. And then we started to branch out from from there. So we have a really strong college and university um, a group. You know, our other core group is is young professionals. So first, second job, you know, really, you know, uh, usually urban. Um, so th- those are the core. And, and as we've, you know, we're we're now the number one grocery product on Amazon. So Amazon has really helped to continue to broaden our base, our consumer base. So we get. You know, we, we, we've now gotten uh, much more females and, and certainly families. I always get asked, like, who is Soylent for? And I, and I always ask the question, like, have you ever skipped a meal? Right. And, and really, sure. you know, at its core, we really think that Soylent is for everyone. Could I eventually one day, for example, go to a vending machine, put my fingerprint on the vending machine and it knows my exact DNA sequence or something. So it formulates a Soylent drink specifically to my personal nutritional needs, not just the needs of kind of the generic FDA human being. I hope so. I I hope we'll have the technology to customize, right, to customize nutrition based on DNA. There's, There's people doing that right now. They're not doing it affordably and accessibly yet, but they're, but they're trying and, 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 and that's great. And so, yes, I do, I do see a future where, you know, where, where we will, will be able to better customize nutrition based on, you know, based on DNA, based on this, this, the snips of DNA that really, that you can now analyze and in the future we'll be able to do, um, you know, even faster and more efficiently. So, and, and we're actually, you know, again, a little closer in, 
obviously not to the point where you can put your fingerprint on it, but, but we're working, you know, we're working on ways to, how do you, you know, even from a 2000 calorie a day diet, um, and, and obviously you can modify and, and drink the amount of calories you want, but there's all kinds of, uh, different diets out there and, and, and people who have different needs, you know, everything from as simple as, you know, Hey, if you're, if you're extremely active and you're getting quite a bit of exercise, you need different things than someone who doesn't. You clearly would paint a, a pretty uh, sunny picture of basically people who had been skipping meals aren't skipping meals anymore because they're getting soylent or they're making a healthier choice. Uh, I think some of the early media response to soylent by maybe people outside the valley or people covering it was here's another Silicon Valley disruption and this time they're disrupting food and they're disrupting even you know the act of chewing or tasting food because it's basically this initially it was a rather neutral kind of flavored liquid that kind of I think just kind of struck people as weird, right? Like this weird mm-hmm. sci-fi yep. jump. Everybody's wearing the same jumpsuit and drinking the same sleek beverage bottle every day and exact, you know, caloric increments. Um, do you still have some of that perception? It sounds like your marketing is, is trying to go a, a pretty different direction from that. Sure. We still have, you know, we did, you know, the founders did such an amazing job of kind of fueling the flame of that core consumer base that was blogging and, and, uh, and communicating via uh, social media sites. I mean, we're one of the few, uh, few brands. We actually have a 30, 30,000 person subreddit. Um, so, you know, and, and, and again, the founders recognized this and understood, Hey, we, we, we gotta, we gotta, you know, really you grow with our community and listen to that community. And, and, and so we still have quite a bit of people that aren't Soylent consumers, that that's how they were introduced to the brand. Um, and certainly that can be a challenge because, you know, when we do our research and of course we ask people, Hey, are you aware of Soylent? And they say, yeah, well, I'm aware of Soylent. So why haven't you tried it? We still get, um, although it's declining, we do still get responses like, well, I don't want to give up food. There, there's still that legacy, um, and, and we're proud of that legacy, so we don't, we don't walk away from it. If you want to live off Soylent, you can. It, it, absolutely you can, but you know, we, don't, we don't encourage it. We want you to enjoy food. Food is part of the culture and fabric of who we are as humans. We love food at Soylent. We're definitely focused on this, you know, food voids and, and Soylent being a part of the solution. I remember reading an interview with your founder in, I think, the New Yorker several years ago, and the idea of using a product like this to help uh, feed the hungry in disadvantaged parts of the globe. How does Soylent fit into that problem from your perspective? You know, these are big issues, big global issues, uh, you know, big problems. We think we can, we're going to be a small part of, of the solution, but it's core to our vision. Uh, we we want to continue to innovate and find ways to bring the cost of complete nutrition down and make it taste good and, and make it accessible to the world. We partnered with the World Food Program's Innovation Accelerator um, and uh, to, to help fund new technologies to combat combat malnutrition around the world. So this was launched in 2016 and and it really identifies and and supports and helps scale high potential solutions to hunger worldwide. So this is great because 
obviously, you know, Soylent is an entrepreneurial company started by, you know, real entrepreneurs that, that saw a problem and, and, and took it upon themselves to try to come up with a good solution. And we really truly think that it is going to be kind of entrepreneurship innovation uh, and, and people really taking this on and, and finding new technologies and new ways to attack the, the issue that's really going to help get us there. Another topic that you guys are passionate about, and I've even seen a blog post about this, is it says Soylent has been, quote, proudly made with GMOs. That's mm-hmm. genetically modified uh, organisms, I believe. GMOs is a controversial topic. Um, a lot of foods say that they proudly were not made with GMOs. Uh, why do you guys take such a strong kind of front and center stance on that? This is a, a really loaded and complicated topic. Um, so, you know, actually, I, I and I would encourage those in your audience who are interested in learning and kind of forming their own opinion. They can email me personally at brian at soylent.com. It's B-R-Y-A-N. And I'll send them a link to our pro GMO blog on soylent.com, which goes into, you know, a lot of detail on our our stance on GMOs and why we, you know, why, you know, why we're pro GMO and how we think about it. And I'll also send them a link to to an outstanding documentary by by an Academy Award nominated director. His name is Scott Hamilton Kennedy. It's called Food Evolution and it's available on on Amazon Prime Video. It's another I think both these pieces will really open people's eyes to to what's a complicated issue, but may may change opinions. You know, we've got to we've got to produce 70 percent more food than we do today by 2050. And and GMOs are absolutely a solution. They can get they can help get sustainable and efficient yields uh, in land where you know otherwise crops couldn't grow. You know we like to say we're pro science. That's why we're pro GMO. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I you know really I'm I'm I'm, I'm ac- absolutely serious. I, I I you know I welcome people. Email me again. It's bryan at soylent.com, and I'll get them those links so that they can take a look for themselves. And I always tell people, we're just trying to bring awareness to this so people can get educated and form their own opinions. Um, and for us, we're going to continue, we'll continue to follow the science. Any closing thoughts before we wrap up? Come to Soylent.com, check it out, um, try it. There's a bunch of ways to, to try it. Hopefully we'll be in a, in a, there's a store locator on our site. So you can, uh, we'll, hopefully we'll be in a store near you uh, relatively soon, but check it out, try it. And, and, uh, uh, and, uh, and I think people will find it, 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 it's got a place. It's got a place in their life and, and hopefully they'll enjoy it and, and give us some good feedback. Brian Crowley is the CEO of Soylent. Thanks for joining me. Thanks so much. Well, that's our show. Make sure to subscribe and rate the show. You have been listening to Kotecki on Tech, and I am James Kotecki.